Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome once again to the Trash Bin Kids Podcast. We're your hosts, Damian Rivera and Jackie, a.k.a. the Munchkin Odyssey. <laughs> what? <laughs> what does that even mean? That's not, that's not the rest of the intro. I know. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, join us every week as we pour over the media that warped our minds. And molded us into the upstanding music. <laughs> You're so proud of yourself, aren't you? <laughs> Read your line. You didn't even. You didn't finish it. That's fine. Keep it loosey goosey. Go. <laughs> we'll pick up our all favorites, current obsessions, and all the glorious trash in between. And today we're talking about like a rather serious uh, topic, but I don't know how we're gonna get over. Uh, what was it, Munchkin Odyssey? <laughs> Oh my goodness. Um, we're going to be talking about nostalgia today. By no means are we experts on the topic, but I think it's something that we all experience every day, whether we realize it or not. It's a big part of everyone's lives, especially if you live in like America. Yeah. Or a capitalistic society. Yeah. Do you have, do you have like a little, some literature? I mean, not about. literature. <laughs> um, I just have like a few points because... Well, we talked about it last time. We, we briefly touched on nostalgia. Yeah. In our episode having to do with collecting mm-hmm. and about how some people collect because of, like, for nostalgia purposes. Yeah, that was a big part as we continued to have our conversation. I noticed that, like, every collection that we had sort of delved back into that feeling of being nostalgia, nostalgic Wow, for a particular time, place memory although and we had this conversation off the pod but i realized that like plants was my first collection that had nothing to do with nostalgia right it was something that i just like came into on my own and i didn't have any like media (laughs) media resources movies or anything like that that like it's not related to like an existing yeah it's totally of myself which kind of like made me happy to have that realization i think it's good because it's like and I guess we'll talk about this throughout the podcast, but it's like nostalgia becomes so much about who we are, like what our identities are shaped to be. Yeah. But it's like this thing, which is like plants, came from somewhere inside me mm-hmm. that was like totally unique yeah. and not related to like some like perceived mem- memory of how like good it was back in the day. It was just like, no, I think plants are interesting. I think they're beautiful and I want to grow them. And like that made me feel nice. I broke mm-hmm. away from the nostalgia. That's yeah. Break away. It's beautiful. Thank you. Yep, I think that's interesting. I think uh, that's definitely uh, an interesting um, like realization to come to. But what do you have to say about the origins of nostalgia? <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! You have a bowl. So I have just a couple of little notes on nostalgia and like feel free to chime in with your thoughts, questions, and I'll do my best to answer them again. I am not an expert on the subject. However, I did find out that the word nostalgia or the term was created in 1688 by Johannes Hopper. Mm -hmm. And it comes from two Greek words, the first being nostos, which is which means returning home, and the second was algos, which means pain. And forgive my pronunciation, I'm Hispanic, so algos look, just looks like algo. Pretty sure it's, pretty sure it's, it's probably, probably similar. Pronounced that way, yeah. yeah, and <clears throat> at the time, 
it was believed that there wasn't a lot of attention given to this phenomena happening, um, particularly during wartime with soldiers. Mm. Soldiers were experiencing extreme depression, anxiety, physical <clears throat> things happening to their bodies and their minds that were unexplainable. And there was a trend that came about between these soldiers that they were just really missing home. Mm. And that was causing these physical body reactions to the point where they couldn't perform at war or anything like that. And it was decided or studies decided Mm. (laughs) that they were experiencing extreme nostalgia, the need to return home, nostos. Mm. Um, And they were experiencing pain because they weren't, you know, in their homelands with their friends and families in a familiar place. Right. Um, so that's kind of where the origins <clears throat> came about for the term and where it sort of came from in that sense, which like seems crazy, especially like when we'll talk about what nostalgia is to us now. Yeah. But it, it definitely was a sense of like, especially then, like what in, you know, wartime, you think what encompasses who you are and it's like your family it's your neighborhood it's your nationality which is as you you know living in america you see it's still a big deal here today morocco but back then especially you know uh it was probably like a huge deal to just like ever leave home Mm -hmm. just nobody left home yeah does that make sense but anyway so it's like a big part of your identity nostalgia is literally all about you it's like So, nostalgia is about identity, and it's about looking back at a past that you believe was, like, amazing and great, right? But because it offers a sense of comfort, right? Right, But that's how we see it now, though, Yeah, is what you're saying? Yeah, but it's, like, the same kind of thing where it's, like, in wartime, these people were looking back at their homes and thinking, wow, like, that was amazing. I wish I can go back to it. Like, wartime is uncertain, you know, fighting, all that kind of stuff. And then, like, we still do that today. Where it's like we look back at our past as we continue to age. Like aging is an uncertain process. Like living mm. in these uncertain times, these unprecedented times, uncertain. So then we look back at like these things in our past that get brought a great sense of joy, connection. And then we're like, oh man, like I yeah. want that again. So from what you're saying, it almost sounds like the nostalgia, the idea of nostalgia, like when it was, the term was first coined. And the idea of nostalgia that we have now. <clears throat> so personally, it sounds to me like there's some type of societal shift that happened where nowadays, because life has gotten so easy, we've turned the idea of nostalgia into like almost like a softer version of what initial, it initially was. Because from what you're saying, it was like, I mean, life was a lot. You said it was 1800s? Well, the the term the, 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 the term was coined by Johannes Hopper in 1688. Oh, 16. Wow. So, okay, as you can imagine, life was a lot harder back then. There was no means of communication um, for these people that were like in the trenches and wars and stuff like that. For them at that time, it was like, like you said, the origin of the word it was almost like an aching to want to return to familiarity, familiarity, home, the hearth, whatever. But it's interesting that nowadays when we hear nostalgia, we think of like 37-year-old men being like, I love (laughs) He-Man. Well, again, like, you know, I guess we can jump forward to the uh, meat and potatoes of what we're talking about. It's, again, a longing for the self, a longing for an identity, a past that provided comfort. 
as we and we build an identity upon it mm. we're just trying to cling i guess to our youth maybe to like happier times and these are like sanitized happier times too because it's like we long for a past that may not be as like butterflies and rainbows as we remember yeah and that doesn't only have to well, do with like tv mm. comic books whatever but well, that's the thing right now is the shift has become pop cultural. Like yeah. nostalgia no longer means any type of comfort having to come from either a family life or like your neighborhood, your civics, like the, the kind of the things around you. Now, nowadays, nostalgia has come to mean the things that we experience pop culture wise. I think you said it a lot more succinctly than I did. But, you know, <laughs> that's that's how it is in our uh, funny little relationship. But uh <laughs> Yeah, it, it it seems almost trivial now, and it, like, makes me kind of upset. What part of it? <laughs> like, just, like, oh, like what you said earlier, like, the origin of it came from, like, a serious problem where people were having, you know, depressive states, anxiety, their bodies were physically reacting to, like, a longing for home and familiarity, mm-hmm. and now we're just, like... Oh, I'm sad because this new He-Man is not like the He-Man that I used to love. Yeah. And they're destroying my childhood and my identity. And, and now i got to cut my hair in a different style than a, like, bald, sorry, blonde bowl cut. Like, yeah. you know? Yeah. Like, it really, like, hurts people's souls well, when they... And, like, I've been a victim of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there it goes again, nostalgia victim. I'm sure that you at some point have been a victim of it. But, like, you feel personally attacked. When, like, something you loved is changed. Mm-hmm. Like, manipulated in a way that you don't agree with because it doesn't um, yeah. align with your memory of it. Um, whether it be, like, a new reboot of a show or a, a new adaptation of a film. Mm-hmm. Like, you get personally... Like, you feel personally Well, I think, I think there's a little bit of a difference. Um... I I don't think I've ever felt like personally slighted when there's a new version of something or whatever. I think I'm I'm kind of anti-nostalgia for the most part. I really do think that now more than ever nostalgia is kind of just a marketing thing for, you know, pick your company and it's like yeah. you know, oh, this is a a fucking this is a we're we're going to sell Power Ranger shirts to 40-year-olds. We're going to try to sell a new toy line. Oh, remember Ninja Turtles? The Ninja Turtles are back. Now, that's not to say that I don't draw inspiration from stuff that I experienced mm-hmm. in the past. Um, But overall, I don't know, nostalgia in a way kind of like sickens me a little bit. Yeah. Because I, I feel like it is a very like wrought, forced kind of thing. Oh, um, definitely. Especially like in the past you know, a couple years, you know, maybe 10, 20 years, it's just been, it feels like it's being forced down your throat from every angle and companies are not trying to hide it anymore. Yeah. And I think it's become, I I don't know if odd is the right word, but it's even odder that like companies are like, basically like remember when and like rem- the, the thing that they're reminding you of was literally like two years ago. It's not even like this like Oh, this happened 20 years ago, is it 30 that, years ago. Is it ago. That, that soon? Sometimes it is. It's like, oh, remember when this happened two years ago and it was really popular? Oh, here it is again. Yeah. And they're being, first of all, so like forthcoming with the fact that like, yeah, we're basically like playing with your emotions yeah. and your nostalgia. But then, you know, you've heard the term, or not term, but you've heard people say like, oh, I'm nostalgic for 
you know, the 50s or the 40s or the 80s, time periods that they didn't even live in. Right. You know, and they want to, you know, dress like, you know, in that style or rockabilly ho. Yeah, or they only listen to music (laughs) from that era or movies or whatever. And it's like this strange phenomenon where people were like, oh, I'm just like, I idealized this time period that I did not exist in because you only pull apart the positive parts of it. But I feel like that almost made more sense, not in terms of like being nostalgic for a time period that you didn't live in, but just being nostalgic for something that was further away. Does that make sense? Like it was, it it happened more long ago, whereas something like I experienced a year ago, two years ago, like how do you feel nostalgic for that? Is it because everything just happens at such a rapid rate that we have access to videos and stuff like that that people didn't have access to? Like if you were nostalgic for something that happened in your childhood in the 50s, you didn't really have a lot of access to it later. Like you couldn't just go on YouTube in your in the eighties and be like, "Remember when I loved this song Remember or Buddy I love this video?" Yeah, like yeah. it was so harder to re-experience those things you felt nostalgic for, and to experience, I guess, that hit of dopamine when you saw it again or I think, felt it again. Well, I think that makes sense because, I mean, a lot of the nostalgic stuff that we're being marketed now or stuff that has come out in the past that they're kind of you know, bringing back or whatever, whatever your version of that is. I don't know if I've ever seen anything that's like as, as little as two years ago, but definitely from like eighties, nineties. Yeah. Lots of nineties. I mean, I might be exaggerating like the time period when things are coming out, but yeah. Well, you know how they say like everything's cyclical and repetitive, particularly with things like fashion. Yeah. And it's like, I just feel like I'm seeing the trends kind of I, come around well, a yeah. lot quicker. Well, the thing is, I think that with that, is that a lot of that is people know what they're doing in terms of, I honestly feel that our generation, the millennials, are probably the most miserable generation. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I mean, inflation is the worst it's been since like 1982 or 1983 or something. Mm-hmm. Nobody could buy homes. Everybody has fucking student debt. Nobody has any fucking money. Nobody has any fucking jobs. The jobs that people have are shitty. They're abused at work. We have these, you know, this whole, like, people wanting to sort of rise up against their bosses type deal. Everybody's fucking miserable. All millennials are miserable. So what it is is our generation specifically is, like, kind of yearning to go back to a time that felt safe before, like, any of this fucking, the hammer of misery came down on any of us. How off. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's honestly why I think... If you look at a lot of the stuff that is marketed towards people now, whether it's like comics, video games, action figures, clothing, t-shirts, bags, whatever, it's all stuff from the 90s, you know, because that's our generation. We're the, we're the ones that are like, we're just fucking lost in the whirlpool, yeah. you know? I would and, agree with that. Yeah. And uh, I guess the Zoomers that, that are coming after us, they're going to be all right because they're going to make... 20 million dollars doing tiktok dances so like <laughs> you know they'll be they'll be okay yeah i mean and you know it's interesting too like what you were talking about how like you know jobs weigh us down and we don't have as many opportunities at least our generation don't have as many opportunities as those prior to us and possibly those after but it's interesting that we can i guess because of those feelings those negative emotions mm-hmm. we're just more apt to consume more we were raised to be the perfect consumers. Yeah. So, yeah. It's scary. And the other thing, too, about nostalgia, like, I'm not, like, anti-nostalgia because I know, I don't know, I guess it's, like, shitty of me to, I don't know if it's shitty of me to say, like, I do realize that, like, obviously, like, I like to wear stuff. 
you know, showcases like, oh, I like this show or I like, I'm interested in this anime or whatever. I'm not with it. Like, I wish it wasn't like that. And when I'm, and I'm always aware that it's happening. Like, there's that brief euphoria of like, oh my God, I love this hat because it has a Luigi symbol on it, whatever. (laughs) Yeah. But I'm always aware of the fact that like, oh, this is me being targeted. Like, I'm always aware that nostalgia is being thrown into my face. And it sometimes upsets me. And sometimes, like, I don't care, give a fuck. Like, when I'm watching, I don't know, Spider-Man No Way Home, it's like, yes, fuck me up with, like, oh, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. Like, yes, give wee, me all, wee, wee, give wee, me wee. all the, give me all uh, the other Spider-Mans, Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, like, yeah. yes, bring them to me. Let's watch, you know, fucking, um, yeah. what's his face, be creepy. Uh, I'm so bad at names, Damon. Yes, Willem William Defoe. Daddy Long Legs. Daddy Long Legs. <laughs> yeah, like, give it to me. I and I'll little, have that I'm brief be, sense I'm, of euphoria. I'm gonna be honest with you. I got, I got a little emotional watching No Way Home. Oh, I know you did. And I think when like, sidetrack, sidetrack, sidetrack. We're gonna sidetrack right now. <laughs> I we went to go see uh, Spider Man No Way Home in the Bronx, and we're a little more rowdy in the Bronx. We're a little bit more. We'll let you know if we're having a good time. Mm-hmm. And I think that really, like, upped your experience with that film because everybody in the crowd was just like, woo, or, like, yelling well, or excited. We went, wasn't that, like, the first or second week it came out? Around that time, yeah. So I was, like... Everybody was amped. So I was getting ready to, like... I was, like, there's going to be savagery in this theater. People going to be talking. People going to be throwing things on their phones, taking phone calls. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and it was a very pleasant, immersive experience because... Everybody was super excited. Everybody was respectful. And then... When something would happen, people would cheer. When Willem Dafoe came back, everybody lost their fucking minds. People coming through portals. Everybody had a little boner. Yeah. It was a good time. And we and it was like we were all having collective the same. Experience. Yeah, exactly. We were all having that same like collective experience of nostalgia together, which brings up a different another point of like having that feeling and sense of community. Yeah. Um, which I think is something that's very interesting about like nostalgia is that, you know, not only is it a return to a feeling of home and, uh, comfort, but it's also because it's so wrapped up in capitalism now, it's also wrapped up in community. Yeah. Because we've gotten to the point where your identity is what you consume or what you consume. It's the other way, actually. What you consume is your identity now. Mm-hmm. Um, there's very little in the way of like any type of like the social structures from like, you know, even as, as, as far as not as far back as like 30, 40 years ago, a lot of that has gone. There's no such thing as like social clubs or people kind of getting together face to face for the most part. Mm-hmm. So now what you consume has become your identity. And that's sort of, again, this fucking millennial hellscape that we live in. <laughs> Is just that's like liking something from the past has almost become like your tribe. So it's like, oh, like I'm I'm the Power Rangers. I'm gonna join R slash Power Rangers. Yeah, and you know, or like uh, people who are really into Doctor Who, calling themselves like Whovians. Is that what they call themselves? Yeah, they that's call horrendous. themselves Whovians. That's horrendous. I know because I was like super. I wasn't. I didn't consider myself a Whovian, but there was a point in time where like I was really into the show. Um, I will say, I'm not, not to toot, toot my own horn, but I will say that I'm always skirting the line of being, like, an obsessive person, mm-hmm. where it's like, I like things, but I never 
and again, this might be the only child in me or or the antisocial person in me, but I think I told a line of like, oh, you're obsessed with this. And then once I like feel myself like, no, this is too much. Like, yeah, I don't want it to take over like my entire being. So it's like I pulled back like I ain't a hoovie and like I don't like it that much. I don't associate <laughs> with y'all. Y'all need to stay over there. And like even when we go to places like, you know, Comic Con, which I'm like super into it. I don't want to like do meetups and like, yeah, I think I, I have like a very like distinct line for me where I'm just like, no, like this is too much. I can't do it. Like this is not entirely encompassing who I am. Like, I'm not mm. going to put a label on it. Yeah, like, I'm a nerd, and that's, like, a more general term for it, but I'm not going to, like, call myself a hoovian or yeah. or whatever else other terms are out there for people who are obsessed with, like, a particular yeah. thing. Or di- what, is it, what is it that you wanted to call me? A Disney? Um, you're a Disney adult. I'm not. But you're, like, low-tier Disney adult. But, again, like, there's always like you that just, line. You there's just got the, that line listen, that I don't cross. Listen, you just got the white belt. Fuck you. You know, that's no. what that's you're on your way no. to being full fledged Disney mom. No. Alright. You know what? We'll, we'll we'll leave that here. Yeah, back to nostalgia. But uh I'm always I mean, aware that it's happening to I've, me. I mean I've been there before just getting like getting obsessed with things. I don't know if it sounds like I'm just like a bitter joyless shit. Hmm. But I mean I like things like I don't think there's anything wrong with liking something or having interest. Me neither. Or, you know, being into, like, a show or a cartoon or a comic or whatever, or a, a property, if you really like it. But I think that a, a lot of it, like, has become sort of like a weird identity thing. People don't have identities outside of, you know, whatever it is that they're into. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of whatever. But It's weird. It's not weird. And we've, we kind of touched on it before. And it's reminding me of, like, talks I've had in college. But... You know, we're we've grown up in a very consumeristic, capitalistic society. We have, at least our generation, has a bit more trouble reaching some of the milestones that generations before us have been able to meet. Yeah. Um, whether it's like you know, the examples you gave, like you know, buying a house and things like that. You used right? to be able to buy a fucking two family house working at a grocery with one member of the family working at a grocery store. Yeah. So we can't really meet those goals and that's not that's a generalization but for the most part we have trouble meeting those kind of milestones right but our society has taught us that the only way that we can you know be a part of this community and be a part of a successful member of society is to consume right Mm -hmm. that's kind of where like the nostalgia comes in and like the way that they sell to us is like well, you know, if I can't be a good member of society and reach these milestones that I'm supposed to be meeting, like, you know, starting my family, having a good job, you know, buying that house, then I have to do it in another way. How am I going to do it? Well, I have to consume. And this could be said of anything. It doesn't have to be like a nostalgia thing. It could be like, oh, I, I consume, I, I I dress well. I like, you know, yeah. uh, name brand fashions. I like having the latest sneaker, tr- whatever's on trend. And you then you feel like, yes, I'm, I'm participating in a way. I'm a part of this society. I'm a successful member of this society in this way. Yeah. And I think that's what these brands have hit on and what these major companies have touched upon. It's like, well, you know, these people are longing for a way to be a good part of this society. Let's give them a way that provides them that little bit of dopamine, that sense of comfort, that sense of home, but also makes them spend money. So they'll spend money on this T-shirt that has fucking the Rugrats on it, mm-hmm. or this Mickey Mouse hat, or whatever. I definitely bought a Rugrats. I shirt. know you look so cute. <laughs> Did I? 
Yes. I'm glad you'll think so. I always think you're cute. <laughs> Thank you. I always think I'm cute. Me too. I'm gonna slap your nose. Don't slap my nose. Boop. Oh no. I did it. <laughs> Played um, off into like the universe. Because <laughs> I can totally understand getting like lost in the past. I definitely draw inspiration from stuff, and I don't know if that's just my weird. Like, I mean, I've, I've said this already, but I'm pretty sure I have some type of neurodivergent issue. But I don't know if it's that or just being a creative person where when I see something, I more analyze, oh, that's cool. How did they do this? How did they make this happen? Mm-hmm. If I'm, you know, if I see an action figure or something, I'm like, oh, it's, that's a really good sculpt job. If I'm watching cartoons or something and I think there's a particularly good, like, animated segment I'm, you know, I'm kind of awed by that of like, oh, how did they get the character to move in such a way that that is so either seamless or interesting or oh, I never would have thought of that. If I'm reading a comic, it's like, oh, that's cool how they process, how they, they give you the visual information to process in these like six panels or whatever. So I don't know if that's maybe how I approach things that I've been into in the past. Looking back at them now, I'm sure a lot of shit does not hold up. You know, if, like if you, people that are like, longing for this more comfortable time or whatever i can almost guarantee you can go back and like whatever watch whatever your favorite cartoon was it was it's probably terrible now it probably doesn't hold up you know <clears throat> i mean that's subjective as I, art is subjective so it's like, yeah i mean that's true <laughs> yeah I mean, and things change but that, that's what i, I, I kind of mentioned that earlier where it's like our memories of the past are only sanitized we don't really connect the negative parts when it comes to like the feelings of nostalgia, it's like right? peace. It, we it, look back yeah. and we only see the good things, and we almost build it up in our heads to be better than it was, mm. and we sort of ignore like the bad parts of it, whether it's like what you were speaking to, which is like the quality of it. Well, you know? I, yeah, but speaking to quality, I'm talking about now. Looking like when I look at back at things that I liked back then, uh-huh. I think I could be a little more discerning and be like, "Oh, that wasn't very good." No, but, but I'm saying like, yeah, what I was saying. No, I forgot what I was saying. Go ahead. I really forgot what I was saying. Boop. You want to remember it real quick, or remember, no, Jackie? Remember? I was just saying. Remember? <laughs> I was just saying that like the quality of it could have been not great, mm-hmm. and you can acknowledge that to an extent. Yeah. But because of the feeling that it gives you. And because you're trying so hard to cling on to the positive parts of it and not the negative, it's really hard to, to you, you kind of, you, it's not hard. You separate the two, whatever was bad at it, whether the graphics were terrible on that game, but you just spent so many hours playing and you love the story. Yeah. It doesn't matter. The graphics don't matter. When you, when you get like, when you think about the past and stuff, Mm -hmm. When you think about those things that make you feel like warm and fuzzy, Mm -hmm. do you know specifically what it was about those things that made you feel that way? Um, I guess it would depend on like the context, like with movies, like whatever, like whatever it was. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Since I'm a big movie person, I would say like, I always remember what it was about that particular movie that made me feel warm and fuzzy, whether it's a memory that I have because of like what I talked about last episode in collections where it's like oh movies was something that me and my dad shared as like a Mm -hmm. thing that brought us together that we related to each other on or um or whether it was a specific movie like let's say like my favorite movie which i 
couldn't tell you what my favorite movie of all time is, but I can talk to you a lot about movies I love. I think it's different things. It could be that I really enjoyed the music or I, 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 I like musicals, but, or I loved the set design, I think, or like the story. Um, yeah. I, I always kind of remember, and there is a trend between a lot of the films that I do like. Um, and I'm also nostalgic for films that came way before I was even alive. Yeah. Like I'm a big fan of films from like the 40s and the 50s. Are they the greatest films ever? No, I recognize that they have their flaws. They're extremely censored. Mm. <laughs> you know what it is? It's escapism. Yeah, yeah. I guess Which that's... nostalgia is a form of escapism. And so sometimes I look at those older movies that's giving you this like idealized vision of the world. Mm. And I'm like, this is great. This is what I need. I don't want to like live in this like world that I'm in now. I want to escape to something that people sort of, you know, created in their own minds and put on 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 screen or like pe- what people hoped for. Right. Cuz I think that's a big part of like early film was like it was a hope. Yeah, there was a lot of censorship and like bad shit going on in the background especially but particularly during the 50s. But it was a hope for what things could be and what we wanted people to look like and some of that was a little racist. But, uh, I don't know. I I I I I liked movies that were a form of escapism for me. So I guess I'm nostalgic for a time that didn't exist in and a world that doesn't actually exist because I just want to escape to it. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Yeah, I don't know. I guess it's also different for everybody in terms of like what is it about specific things that makes you feel like that sort of like everything is right with the world when you look back on it you know like i don't know for me simplicity too yeah i know for me like i think peak that when i think back on it which again i think there's like we've we have a weird thing now where we sort of like replaced the idea of like cherishing memories with things with like nostalgia yeah, it has a lot to be of a the times. So a lot of the times, it's not like, oh, I remember. I mean, yeah, obviously people do, but it's like it's not. Oh, remember when my dad brought me fishing? Like you don't see that as much nowadays with our generation. It's like, oh, I remember when a goofy movie came out. Why you gotta bring up a goofy movie? I just brought it up now. You brought up last one too. You made me tell the story. Because you, it's you, you, <laughs> me, you, me, me. Don't lie, bro. Okay. So yeah, bring up a goofy movie. <laughs> <laughs> or whatever, you know what I mean? Like, that's kind of like the, the, the general, I don't know, it, it's fucking weird. I know for me, like, the thing that makes me feel like that warm, fuzzy, like, all is right with the world, like, uh, feeling. In particular, it's two things. The first thing was definitely... Ninja Turtles. No, well, yeah, that too. <laughs> but that I was a little older that I can, like, kind of remember mm-hmm. was probably when N64 came out. Oh, my gosh. And I remember Ocarina of Time, Super Smash Brothers, Star Fox, and maybe Super Mario 64. All of those games, to me, I can guarantee you nowadays are terrible. But they placed me at a time as a kid when I felt like I was taken care of. I was safe. I don't know what it was. You know, just spending summers playing Super Smash Brothers with my friends. And, like, I was nine years old at the time, ten years old. And, like, everything was right with the world, you know? Like, you didn't have any sense of 
pressure, responsibilities, mortality, nothing. Like I said, and you th- uncertain times. Yeah. You want to go back to that simple times where things felt sure, you felt safe, you felt happy. Yeah. And you so, had no responsibilities. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's just like one of those things. And then the other thing is definitely like Pokemon. Like, there's something about that, both the cartoon and the trading card game. Again, being spoiled rotten, I got like every single fucking Pokemon pack I wanted. But, mm-hmm. um, and I got to spoil yourself. How? How are you going to spoil yourself, Damien? By buying all the Pokemon stuff. That's how I'm going to do. Steal from children. Yeah, steal from children. Go to Target. Mm-hmm. Steal shoot them. somebody. No! <laughs> shoot somebody at Target. No, we're not. For the Charizard, the shiny Charizard. We are not advocating for shooting up Targets, yeah. but we are advocating for stealing from children, apparently. Now, right. <laughs> now, I think this brings up a big point, right? Yeah. Is that we're obviously two kind of maybe opposing sides here. Are we? Are we? I don't know. You're, I'm you, not anti-nostalgia. You, you said that you were anti-nostalgia at the beginning. Well, what it is is it disgusts me. <laughs> so you disgust yourself. It, it's just because I I think there's merit to be like, oh, I like that, whatever, moving on. But the idea of like, I have to relive like these. Again, a generational thing. We're in the era of man babies now. You know what I mean? Like people have full on you know full-on gamer caves and like i have a little comic book store that i built in my basement and you know my little like my my toy i have an entire spare room for my toy collection that kind of stuff is cool don't get me wrong i like it yeah like if damien could have it he'd have it but something about this like all-consuming thing that's become people's identities i don't know it seems a little sad to me and it, it makes life seem a little bit vacuous and like not fulfilled I think finding inspiration from stuff is perfectly fine. Um, you know, I know when I make artwork, I'm, I I do think a lot about like, well, what did I like as a kid? You know, how did this influence me? Is there a certain way I can like kind of put it through my filter? So you're not, sorry to interrupt you. No, go ahead and interrupt. You're, you're not disgusted by nostalgia, right? When you see You're a, disgusted okay. by the companies and brands that force it down your throat. No, no, I, I'm not. Because see, that's the thing. Every everybody experiences nostalgia, whether they realize it or but not, and it thing. might not be for I'm a not thing, even... like a like a movie or a, or a TV show or a music or whatever. Everybody experiences nostalgia. We 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 talked about it at the top of the podcast. People were experiencing. <laughs> people were experiencing. A feeling for nostalgia in the 1600s. Yeah, but that's people that were getting their their legs blown yeah, off. Yeah, but what like, I'm saying, oh, I could really could've... use mom's chicken noodle soup right but, now, as you were dying of a must of mustard gas poisoning. And again, that's that is when it was thought of as a serious thing. It could have been happening Listen. way beyond or before that. Can I be real? That's when like psychotherapy decided, like, oh, these people are fucked up, like. Oh, wait, was, study this. wait, was we that should... considered an illness or something? Yes. Oh, you, see, you didn't having... say that. Yes, I did. I said people were having was... depression, anxiety, physical <clears throat> body reactions, pains to the because they were feeling extreme senses of nostalgia. But I didn't know that this was seen as like a clinical. And that's where the term came about in the 1600s uh... and psychotherapy and people were actually looking Listen, into it as I a thing that needed can't even... a possible I'm not, cure. I'm not upset at these companies. You're upset at them. No, I don't care because... At the end of the day, no, no, at the end of the at the end of the day, they're gonna do whatever they're gonna do to make money. If they could sell, you know, if if they can sell, you know, dog shit in a fish tank and sell it to people, they're gonna do that regardless. So yes. to me, the whole corporate structure—that's not even what kind of bothers me about it. 
I think it's more the people that buy into it like super wholeheartedly. There's nothing wrong with having a Spider-Man t-shirt. I'm going to have a Batman poster. But there's people that like really get swept up in this shit and it becomes their whole like... Yeah. When, I, when I worked at the art store, there was this kid that would come in from the local community college, mm-hmm. right? He would have a Super Mario t-shirt. He had two earrings. Both the earrings were the fucking Keyblades from Kingdom Hearts. It's not a fucking lie. I'm not lying about this. Uh, nobody said you're lying. Raver pants. He'd have gloves that had the fucking Fortnite symbol. This is at least like a 25-year-old man. Backpack, all all done up with all these... I think his backpack had like a BB-8. It was like a BB-8 backpack. Uh-huh. My point is that he's a grown-ass man dressing like that. That's that's a weird thing to do. Okay. That's clearly somebody and that's I... invested. He's invested his personality into like what these things are, which I don't think is good for people. I don't. I think that... As time has gone on, we've lost our individuality. And even though people can, like, do little TikTok dances and dye their hair green and, and you know, get a fucking neck tattoo and, you know, have all the pronouns in the world and do, you know, all this shit that makes them think that they have some type of identity. I think that that, that is all just a facade that we've created to the point where everybody's doing that to the point where the, now there is no identity. And nostalgia, I think, plays a big part in all that. I see where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. But. Watch those gun fingers. I think. Like, I don't think you can be mad. I guess you can judge. Yeah, that's, that's it. That's, you can that's be judgy. That's what I About do. it. But I don't think you can be mad at people who fall into this cycle when that's all that's being drilled into you. When you, when you haven't been. Like, again, because we live in the society that we live in, that's what we're taught. And so, it come and it's like it's like watching TV all day and like let's say if you stick to one channel, mm-hmm. it's almost like your brain watch. You stick to one channel, you see the same four commercials come up again and again and again and again, and so it's like, then all of a sudden you're like, hey, I want KFC now because I've literally watched the same commercial for KFC come up five billion times. Like if that is happening your entire life, because we are gener a generation that lived in front of televisions. And computers and cell phones yeah. that are constantly advertising you know, to us. I'm fucking... And so it's been harder to form your identity outside of that. Sometimes you're lucky enough to not be exposed to that literally every moment of your fucking life. But now we have babies sitting in front of iPads from the time that they're like uh, two yeah. years old. They're swiping. And so it's like, yeah. how do you form your identity if you're not given the opportunity to explore anything outside of that? If you're not being fed something your entire fucking life yeah. generations before ours didn't have that they played outside like they played outside they you know did things with their friends like what you said earlier having social clubs and all that they did things that helped build an identity beyond just like the media and shit that you consume every day so you can't be mad at the people be mad you can maybe be mad at their parents for not paying more attention to them and giving them outlets outside of like oh That's watch thing, tv though. all day you, i think that you're, I, I'm you're a victim of that what part i'm a victim of that where it's like once i became once i got to a certain age and i'm not saying that this was in my entire childhood but like once i got to a certain age it was like oh you know how to work the vcr have at it you know how to work the tv have at it i didn't spend a lot of time outside with other kids i spent a lot of time in front of my television and in front of my vcr Mm. and films so, so what did I why, form a big yeah. identity around? Oh, the things that I used to watch as a child. We all grow now. 
Yeah, and I'm getting beyond that. I told you earlier in the pod, I try to have a line between like, oh, you really like this thing or are you fucking obsessed with it and it's become an entire part of your personality. Mm -hmm. And I always find a way to dial it back, especially because I'm so wary that it's a problem now. Like the, the, the whole like what you were talking about before, like making your entire identity around it and like wearing like every article of clothing on your body is like screaming, hey, I love Pokemon a lot. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. I think I make an active decision to dial back from that feeling of nostalgia and making everything my whole entire identity. But I don't think it's right to be mad at the people that fall victim to it. I'm not mad at anybody. You literally said that you don't, that you're against people who make it their entire life. And it's like, don't be against them because it's not their fault. That's what they're being spoon fed their entire fucking lives. Am I louder now? Am I louder now? How's that feel? <laughs> I never like do what, that to you. What, <laughs> what are you talking about? I'm trying to make it seem like I do that to you. What I what, what okay? What I think it is is I think it's just a sad state of affairs. It is sad. I'm not like this was ma- not going to be an uplifting pod. I don't episode. think that I don't think that any one person's at fault. Any one entity's at fault. I think I think it's honestly yeah. I think it's honestly just the way that the world has gone. Millennials having to live through all these fucking historic. Aren't you? Are you tired? I feel tired. I'm tired. I'm. I, you know, this is the. Whole I'm reason. tired, and that's how they get you even more. They make you fucking tired. They bring you down mm-hmm. at your jobs. All this kind of shit. We can't fucking like be grown ups and have our houses and make decent money. They bring you down so low that all you have is your nostalgia. Gas is almost five dollars a gallon. Word. This is actually not the nostalgia episode. This is we just depressed millennials episode. That no, because nostalgia I think falls into two categories. Fucking corny like fifty year olds now that are like, hey man, remember the eighties? It's back. It's like Back to the Future. Yay! Like those people that listen to like Bat- Pat Benatar and nostalgia is also fueled by retarded millennials now who are like, you know, looking back at the nineties. You you remember Hey Arnold? Yeah, I remember Hey Arnold. I like Hey Arnold. Do you do you remember? You do an episode on Hey Arnold. Do you remember Pogs? Yeah, I remember Pogs. <laughs> like that's basically like the two people running the nostalgia. Why are you poking your own eyes out? Not you okay? Too much nostalgia. I don't know. I don't know if that's a reaction to me talking. <laughs> no, it's not. Oh, okay. I'm also tired don't because Im- I did work today. Don't immolate yourself. I don't know anything about that. Not yet. <laughs> so, so um, yeah, I think it's more just. I, it's kind of sad to me that people kind of live plugged in the matrix, but I'm full of shit too because there's stuff that I'm like weirdly obsessed about. Yeah. But I can't do anything about that. What do you want? You know, I'm human. I'm flawed. Even though I'm 100% right on this topic, I can't always Oh, well, you're be, 100% right. I can't, I can't okay. always be, I can't always, you know, whatever. I'm just a man. I'm a mortal. <laughs> I am a mortal. That's it. I think that... Why do you hate... I think to wrap this... Not to wrap this up. We but, can wrap it no, up. No, no, we're not going to wrap it up. What I want to know is if you're... Not anti-nostalgia. What is your fucking problem with the Disney remakes? Oh, this could be <laughs> a whole nother entire fucking episode. But what I will say is my problem with the mm-hmm. fucking Disney remakes is that Disney began as a company that changed the game and led things <laughs> in terms of like uh-huh. technology, what was possible for, you know, film storytelling whatever mm-hmm. and now all they want to do is ride the coattails of movies that came out in the late but, what 30s and 40s well, you understand remember snow white we're gonna remake that remember cinderella we're Yo. gonna remake that frame 
By That's frame for frame. Ty- not even Tyron like, Lannister trying to take all the jobs away from little people. You know what's funny? It's like it's not even a fucking adaptation, which I can fucking deal with an adaptation because there's no such thing. I'm gonna tell you something, guys. Real talk. There's no such thing as original thought anymore. Everything that oh, ever Jackie dropping. No, fuck Jackie it. dropping big. I don't bra- care. Jackie's dropping big brain bombs big brain with bombs. that one. There's no such thing as original thought. Every <laughs> everything that needs to have been said has been said we've been on this earth for fucking goddamn Jackie, ever you are a rebel tell them but what i'm saying is Drop is like it's all about why the you way ho- you present you so it because like, i'm so upset <laughs> it's but, about but the way nostalgic, so what you no care? i didn't say i wasn't nostalgic i said i'm a victim to it and i acknowledge that what i'm you brought up the disney thing mm-hmm. now they're gonna hear it adaptation is the key here mm-hmm. not fucking just literally rehashing the same shit. The Lion King remake, that CGI fuckfest, was literally a shot-for-shot shot recreation of the original film. And it was sad and let, boring. Okay? So if you're going to rehash the past, at least make it interesting. No! You brought this up! That's right. Can I just interject? No. Yes. You know sorry. how I say that everybody has a little bit of autism? Right here, your autism is showing. <laughs> Fuck it! But I'm like that not <laughs> Fuck it! But me, I'm not like but, I'm like that. Not only something. with Disney, but, I'm like that in general. But the thing though, if is, you're gonna do it again, make it different. Okay, make I, it but, new. But the thing that I don't understand about your point, your, your view on this is, first of all, I don't take most things like that seriously. Where it's like terminate on site, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now Disney has not stood for any type of like artistic integrity or advancement for a very long time. So for them to make just a fucking reboot or whatever like doesn't it seem like on brand for them and it's just like all right whatever no it's literally it's literally for me Mm -hmm. it's like they're shitting in my face being like (laughs) oh we give up on trying to be innovative but why do you no let me can i finish okay we they're saying to me we give up as a company on trying to do anything innovative and new and you're just gonna take as a consumer they're telling me you're just going to take me shitting in your face and you're going to fucking you're gonna, like you're, you're it. You're going to thank me. And that's why I refuse to go spend money mm-hmm. on Disney remakes of original the original classic films and I refuse to even watch it on streaming. I don't care if they if it, if I'm not even if I don't matter in the grand scheme of things. Uh-huh. I'm not going to take Disney shitting on my face. So, right. You refuse to be Disney's little shit pig. But I'm also, again, that's not just Disney. It's a lot of other things, too. But the thing, so you're using, like, Disney's example, right? Yeah. You, you don't, brought it up. You, I didn't. Right. But, okay, see the passion, the passionate screed we've gone on. Because, you know, this is, like, a topic, and you and you like to stir the pot. You love it. You love the drama. Now, my thing is, you don't have to go to Disney for, like, artistic integrity or advancement or, what did you say, like, cutting edge or whatever. Like, you don't have to go to major... Especially now, that in the age that we're living in, you don't have to go to, like, a movie studio to see that. Like, you can see that on, like, YouTube. Some kid with, yeah, like... Yeah, and I like YouTube. But some kid that's, like... Point? <laughs> but I'm saying that it's, like, you're, like, so anti this, like, Disney because... That's because of the nostalgia. Well, because you're a victim. Yeah. That's because so, I grew up loving these movies. Yeah. I collected the, the VHS tapes. I connected with my dad... When it came to these films, you know, he's the one that bought them for me. We watched them together. It was a ritual. Mm-hmm. I grew up singing the songs, 
Like, I can pinpoint moments of my life that went back to these movies because I didn't grow up in a way where I was around other children and I played outside a lot and I made up games. And, like, even, like, this is, not, this is like, maybe off topic, but, like, remember when I told you, like, oh, I didn't play board games until... Yeah, you were an adult. Right? I was an adult when I started to play with my friends and then you guys. It was, like... I didn't grow up with other kids, so I don't have the nostalgia of, like, gameplay with my family and friends. That's something that I got into when I was older. So am I nostalgic for games? Not really. But I'm nostalgic for fucking movies because it was a huge part of my childhood. And so it makes me fucking upset when Disney wants to shit all over it and, and, and feed it back to me and think that I'm gonna be thankful for it. I want them to be better. Say thank you, pig. I want you to be better. And it's like, frankly, the original versions were better. I don't care. And like some people might say like, oh, no, they really did a really great job at, you know, reimagining. Because that's the word they like to use. Reimagining. I don't fucking know. Lion King, right? And what I say to you is, fuck you. I mean, like, yeah, uh-huh. we're all victim of, like, you always like the first version of something that you experience, right? Mm. For the most part. You could appreciate... Maybe, I don't know. I think that you I can appreciate it, other versions. Like, let's say if you hear you, a song you said, for the first time. Oh, you, no! Oh, no, my love! You said the first version, version of, of something. So, like, if you... I think let's it's, say if you I think, experience... I think it's the first time you see something. So you could have but seen... also listening because what? you can hear you, the first time you experience something the way it, you, it is that like makes you feel good that you like oh yeah I really like this that's always what you're gonna gravitate towards right so it's like let's say if you hear a song even if it's the cover of the song if you never heard the original what are, you like the version that you are exposed to first yes what that's what I'm saying oh that's what I said you said the first one like the as first in... thing you experience so it's like right, I right, could right. be talking on my ass and being like yeah this the Lion King remake is shit right Mm -hmm. and i feel that way i'm gonna fuck and that's because i gravitate towards the thing that i experienced first which was the original film and guess what the original film what is it based on i don't know it's based off hamlet everybody knows that and like i said there's no such thing as original thought but what matters is the way that you present it and if you're not even creative enough to present it to me in a different way even though you're trying to feed off of my nostalgia feelings mm-hmm. fuck you i'm not eating your shit disney or any other company similarly right you know the other day i was listening to uh louis prima that i don't know who that is he's a band leader he was a band leader in i think the 40s and 50s mm-hmm. he was an italian guy from new orleans i was i was listening to louis prima and i was like oh i forgot i totally forgot that he played king louis in the jungle book yeah, I think you told me about him. Okay, go, go. I was like, oh, so I was like, let me look up. I YouTubed the scene where it's Mowgli dancing around with King Louie and that song just to be like, I know what he sounds like singing. Let me refresh my memory as to like his performance in the Jungle Book. And then that, you know, you go down the internet black hole where then you're Googling Jungle Book, the cartoon, reading all the shit about Louis Prima's performance in Jungle Book because that had its own thing. And then it said uh, it linked to the 2019 Jungle Book. Which I haven't seen, so I have right. no opinion on it. Except for that King it Louis, so I was like, "Oh, it's all these characters, whatever." King Louis, played by Christopher Walken, and I said, "What?" Okay. <laughs> 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 so I looked it up. I YouTube it, and I was like, "This is objectively fucking terrible." Mm-hmm. So they make you know everything. It's all photorealistic animals, mm-hmm. right? 
You know they made King Louis in the 2019 one a Gigantopithecus. Do you know what that is? It's the it's the the world's largest biped. It essentially was like what a lot of people think Bigfoot is. Mm-hmm. So that's what they make King Louie, and it's got Christopher Walken's voice, and Christopher Walken is doing the song. So he's, I was like, what the fuck? Is, like he's this giant, this this giant monkey. He fuck, you know, he does the whole like, do be do. I want to be like you, man cub. This whole story I want just so that you can. Reenact. I want the fight. No, listen, this has <laughs> I have a point. They make him a mobile. He's got his little orangutan titties out, mm-hmm. right? And I was like, this is blatantly awful. This is yeah. horrendous. And that Hang is up. a whole other no, no, no. episode. I was like, this is people. Listen, I'm not done. I'm not done. Okay, Hang I know. But... I'm like, this oh. is this is blatantly horrible. I was I was tapping my toes. I had a little smile on my face watching the original one with King Louie jumping around, chasing monkeys for stealing his shine, dancing around with Mowgli. Then I saw this this abortion with Christopher Walken. I was like, this is terrible. Who the fuck watched this? But then you have to remember also, it's like. Sometimes things are just not for you, though. Like, this is for a new generation of kids or whatever, you know? So to constantly compare things where it was like, oh, this is not like the original version I experienced. That is not really a valid argument for or against something. Because there's going to be there's going to be a kid that watches that Jungle Book and that's going to captivate their imagination. And that's going to lead to 20, 30 years from now, there's going to be some insane whatever cartoons we grew up with that blew our fucking mind Mm -hmm. there's gonna be some kid that saw that and they're gonna be making cartoons for our kids yeah i understand i understand where you're coming from that's like oh you know it's not for me but it is for me because (laughs) no it is for me Uh in the in terms of the intention behind creating it it's all money this is a yeah i know that but i'm saying this with anything you're saying like oh it's not for you it's for children no it's not it's for the adults who a want to re-experience something because what is what is what happened? Who takes the adults to watch the, the movie? The, oh, sorry, who who takes the children uh-huh. to the theaters to watch these remakes? Well, yeah, it's the right. adults who are like, oh, I want my children to re-experience what I experienced when I watched this when I was a child. Child mm-hmm. who buys a Disney Plus um, streaming experience? Who pays for that? It's the parents. Who turns it on for the children? It's the parents, for the most part, right? A lot of the time, it's not kids just coming to the to the decision. But oh, I want to watch this live action remake of something. Mm. It's the it's the parents who want to have that sense of nostalgia and then be like, "Oh, this is gonna be a great experience for you, child, because it was a great experience <laughs> for me." Yeah. So your argument is invalid because it is for me. No, I mean you're right. It's, it's 50, the intention it's, 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 of the, how it's. I guess made. it's half and half. Because there are, there because there are, like, that's the big Ooh, thing. Man. I felt good because I just pulled the point. Sorry. Dab. Okay. Yep, yep. Da- Jackie's dabbing. Dab. Dab. It's a, it's this a, is why we have to have video so you can see me dabbing. <laughs> Dab City at the TBK compound. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, But, yeah, but again, I think that even proves my point. That it's like, it's all just, just old stuff being peddled to, like, Aspies. Yes, I know that. Age. But you were like, oh, why are you so passionate about this? Not for you. Because clearly they're doing. I'm saying it for some. The, for I'm, not, I'm saying some stuff is not. It's like you know. You said it's not for me, but I just proved that. It no, is not for, for me. you. I, just in general, like some stuff is just not for me. I saw that his little orangutan titties. He literally is obese. He looks like he's in my 600 pound life. Like he can't move. He's stuck in a fucking temple. I feel like casting choices and like that kind of shit is a whole nother topic for a no whole nother podcast, especially when it comes to like remakes. Um, specifically when it comes to fucking musicals and like casting choices and all that mm-hmm. kind of shit, 
And I could talk about that forever. I wish I wish you were more into musicals so we could have this conversation. I mean, you could just do a musical one. I know. But I want to have, like, heated conversation about it. What do you mean heated? Because every time I like, argue, I, you get frustrated. No, no. Like, I want to have, like, yeah, you understand. Every time. Like, no, I don't. I, we're talking now, and I'm not frustrated. Mm-hmm. I think we're having a pretty good, like, debate. Yeah. But I get frustrated when you argue with me just because you want to round me up. But that's, and that's not, not podca- what you're doing That's not now. the podcast. We need to have a podcast that's just that. TBK uh, Network. To TBAK Network later. <laughs> TBAK. T-back. What I want, what I'm saying is like casting decisions and like aesthetic choices and all that kind of shit aside, I think that there is a clear like, oh, they're trying to like like they're trying to target me and it's so blatant mm-hmm. and disgusting that that's what makes me angry like, is because it's like target me but like it's like all right when some like when a guy wants to have sex with you right mm-hmm. right we've all been there right exactly guy or girl i want to be courted a little bit too mm-hmm. like i don't i want you to like treat me nice you know i want you to subtly indicate that we're you want to bang sometimes you know like there and yes there will be times for like let's have sex now right right but i also want to be courted i think we're getting away from the no and my my, (laughs) i'm trying to like put it into another term Uh so that you won't think it's like me being obsessed with disney it's more like Mm -hmm. if you're gonna target me and ask for my money and ask me to engage in your fuckery court me don't make it so like blatant Uh have some subtlety if you please don't just say, hey, let's fuck. That's yeah. what I mean. So, like, Disney just making blatant copies of movies that they made prior and then asking to give me their money is appalling to me. Yeah, I feel like, though, it's like everybody knows the deal with Disney at this point, though. But they have potential. Do they? Encanto was really good. Encanto was good. Yeah. They ha- they do have, like, their gems every now and then, but they lean on this, like, nostalgia thing. And everything about their company as a whole, not just, like, the media producing part of their company, mm-hmm. fixates on nostalgia. Because yeah, Disney sure. World fixates on nostalgia. Even, like, the whole reason for, Di- for Disney, like, envisioning, like, oh, I want to create an amusement park where families can be together. And what am I going to do? I'm going to recreate the town that i used to live in when i was a child and call it main street because if you go there i didn't know you, that well if we would have gone on a trip no i'm saying i didn't know he modeled it after i know but if we would have gone on a trip as we walked down main street i probably would have dropped the truth bomb i would have dropped all the truth bombs on you because i was ready i was ready to like if, show you the town yeah. but basically in both disneyland and disney world when you walk into the main gates of Magic Kingdom, you walk along Main Street, and all of that is a recreation or a nostalgic recreation of what he remembered his hometown being like when he grew up. Right. So everything about the company is stemmed on nostalgia. I acknowledge that. I know that. Don't fuck me in the face with it. Don't yeah. shit in my face. You know how much? Do you know how much Disney cast members get paid an hour? Not a lot. Not enough. Also, but also it to be it, in the suits. Wait, but what I'm saying is. It's $11 an hour. Let's remember that... They get paid $11 an hour. Yes, I know. It's terrible. But what I wanted to say was, you also have to remember that uh, costs of living are different in every state. Therefore... I don't think $11 an hour cuts it in most places. No, it doesn't cut it in most places. But what I'm saying is that generally, why do people leave New York, places like New York, and go to fucking Florida? Because the cost of living 
is smaller and you get more for your money. So all the money that you earn making more in in New York mm-hmm. is going to go farther for you. So But when you go down there, it's not considered a lot because that's like it's it's a scale. So once you go over there, it's like $11 is a lot over there, but it's still the cost of living is still Well, it's it's increasing now. You know, we should go. We should go to Texas. I don't know. Did you ever move to Texas? No. I have a friend that lives in Texas. Do you want to go visit and then we can like have a There's a no there's no income tax. I don't think they have property tax. That's why everybody likes to go to places like that though. That's why a lot of famous people are now moving to Texas because they don't want to pay. Elon Musk is going things. to keep his millions. Yep. Elon Musk and um Jeff Bezos who's now uh Jeff Bezos. You did it. He's um <laughs> he's like buff now. He's got <laughs> Sorry. He's got a six pack, he's fucking grimes. He's half Cuban. He wears only Cuban shirts now. <laughs> yeah. All the millionaires move to Texas. We should. Are we gonna? We got so far away from whatever. <laughs> no, we're still talking about nostalgia. There's a you brought up the Disney thing, and then that mm-hmm. goes on like its own tangent because you could literally have an entire podcast on like. I'm gonna all tell that. you right now. If I ever made, am I picking up or do I need to be? Posted? Yeah, you're you're loud enough. If I ever made an uh, an amusement park, mm-hmm. it'd be a fucking nightmare. If they're like, oh, we made an amusement park based on like my like the properties that this person created, <laughs> it'd be fucking awful. I mean, that's why not all amusement parks uh, do well. <laughs> I I don't know. I'm kind of exhausted by this conversation. I think maybe we should like kind of close it up because it only makes me kind of sad which is funny because like nostalgia like offers a sense of comfort and joy and like a dopamine hit Mm -hmm. but then like thinking on how like fucked it all is makes me sad so i do want to like kind of close things maybe on i I would say i am both very much aware that i'm a i am a creature that depends on nostalgia to get through life Mm -hmm. As for, for, because of many of the things that we discussed, I'm a little disgusted by it. It does make me angry. And I do try to pull back when I notice that I'm like too in it, when I'm yeah. too deep in the trenches of like, and this dad is my identity. Um, I try. I do my best. Yeah. That's good. And that's what all we, all we can do is do our best. Yeah. I think that a lot of it is like any type of art or anything like that. It just has as much meaning as you choose to give it. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's very true. Use it as fuel, you know? Like, look back on the things that made you happy and... Try to branch out. Try to branch out. Step away from the screens. Step away from the televisions. Yeah. And get out of your house yeah. when you can. Safely. Wear a mask. And try a new thing. A new hobby that can bring you joy. Yeah. And give you that hit of dopamine that you Go for a walk. Need. Look at a bird. Yeah. Look at the ocean. Go Plant watch. things. Plant things. Go watch a Lars von Trier movie. Make take, art. Get a boner. Make art. Go to a museum. Yeah. We're living in the most awful time known to man. For the most part. But, um, Damien. Yeah? Awful time known to man? I think so. What? Like, now? Yeah, now, yes. Economically, everything's in the toilet. Did you not listen to I mean, yeah, but like, that's cyc- cyclical. There are... Okay, thank you. We don't have polio. Big whoop. Listen. We're not in the middle of a fucking world war. Whatever. We had a cure to a... We had a... Not a cure. A vaccination okay, okay, to okay. a pandemic All right. All right. in a year and a half. All right. Listen, Fauci. I'm just saying. Maybe... That's maybe, subjective. Maybe what I meant is... Right, right now, at, at this point in time, I think that we're experiencing mass 
on we on we on a level on a level that we've never seen before where everybody is just living in the cyber bubble everybody has this existential dread Mm -hmm. we're living in a time now where everything has to be like production 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 you have to like be working be making things you can't afford rent you can't afford your fucking dog's medicine you can't like all this shit right i understand you want to go back to when things were like warm and fuzzy for you and you felt safe Mm -hmm. what i'm saying is yeah life sucks but you have to let things fuel the fire for you whether it be experiences like you said go to a museum experience things you've never seen before Go to a different neighborhood. Eat at, eat, at, eat at a different restaurant. Like, you have to give your life the spice. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. You have to find the spice in your own life. And don't let people... Don't let people don't fool let you. Don't let the system fool you. Right. Don't let the machinery fool you into thinking... It, it, don't let it fool you into, into telling you who you are. Yeah. Don't let consumerism take over your life and make you feel like that's the only thing that makes you feel a part of something. And I know it can be exhausting. I think we should... We just say... I know that you're tired. We're mm. tired. We feel it. We feel your pain. We feel your exhaustion, people. Mm. But what we're saying is take small steps to get through it. Mm-hmm. Little baby steps out into the world experiencing by experiencing new things. I know it's so easy to just like fall into this like, oh, I want to, you know, be safe and I want to be comforted by the things that brought me joy at one time. Make new things that bring you joy yeah there you go make your own joy yeah look to the future even if it's hard even if it's tiring even if it seems grim take it to you make it baby let me tell you something life isn't that serious i think maybe that's the big thing i mean sometimes life is very serious life sometimes is serious but a lot of it is stupid (laughs) so like you said a lot of it doesn't matter so like you said uh listen to jackie (laughs) yeah and with that we love you we we hope that you have good things moving forward. We love you all. We love you. Signing off. Signing off. Mm-hmm. <laughs>